Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It is August 10th. We are talking WWE Raw. If you're having some streaming issues, I don't know what to tell you. YouTube absolutely sucks. But if you're not having streaming issues, welcome. We are joined by Denise Salcedo. Denise, how are you? I'm happy to be back. I feel like it's been forever since last week's Raw review show. I don't know why. I feel like this last week went by really slow. Yeah, like it's... (laughs) It ended up uh, being a pretty good show, I thought. A lot of stuff happened. I looked at like my word count on, on Raw this week, and I was like, damn. Uh, it, was, it was absolutely nuts. Uh, it, was, it was, I thought, a pretty good show altogether, uh, and a lot of stuff happened. It was. I thought that the, the three hours, honestly, they flew by, and obviously we don't say that each and every every single week but i thought this week there was a lot of really good stuff about the show yeah as i mentioned like i, I wrote more about tonight's raw than than anything the, any recent episode like I, I looked down i was at like 16 or 1800 words as i finished up that's wild i did not maybe ex- because there were so many segments i think that's what it was like there was so much fast like so much that happened so like words for every segment yeah, there was there was so much to get into, uh, so we're going to go ahead and get into it. Reminder, guys, leave a thumbs up, subscribe. If we are not in your subscription box on YouTube, hit up at Team YouTube. Let them know. We've, we finally got a lot of our shows in there, and the numbers reflected that over the past week. And uh, then all of a sudden on Wednesday, we weren't. So go figure. We'll see how it is. Hit up Team YouTube on Twitter and say, hey. Keep them in your in your subscription boxes. What the hell are you doing, Team YouTube? But we got some super chats. Anakin JMT says, by the way, good luck to both of you Wednesday. Hashtag FTF. How did you like training with me, Denise? I thought you were a little bit rough. Oh, come on. Just a little bit too mean and harsh. Too I'm a mean. little bit nervous about going into Quizlemania. Listen, I am a sportsman. I am a great partner. I think that we're going to do great. I think that we're going to win. I think that we're going to dominate, especially because, one, Stephen Larson suck at quiz games. Uh, Alex and uh, Jim Cornette Jr.'s little uh, egos are going to get in the way of each other. And the other team is – it's it's Ollie and Luke, and, and Ollie's going to drag him down, so that's what's going to happen. Check out Quizlemania this Wednesday, guys. Hashtag FTF. But we do have some super chats. A reminder, guys, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, leave a comment. That stuff all, always helps us out. But if you're watching live, you can donate a super chat. Any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. I'll let you know how you can ask even more questions later. But Anakin JMT says, forget Raw. Mondays are just now. Denise gives us another weird take day. Campfires oh, must man. have not been fun for you as a kid. Campfire. No. Did you see that? Did you see my tweet about the fact that I hate s'mores? Wait, do you like s'mores because they're disgusting? Denise, I built a fire pit three weeks ago right next to my house just so I could have s'mores. Are you 
serious? That sounds like a waste of time and a waste of money, and you're just going to end up with oh. sticky fingers and a sticky mouth. Well, here's the thing. Uh, it didn't cost me anything because... It doesn't cost anything to dig a hole and put rock around it, Denise. That's just good old manual labor, buddy. Well, here's the thing. I've been pretending for years to like s'mores. You have no idea how many s'mores I've eaten where I forced myself just so I wouldn't be rude. And I honestly just wanted to burn the little marshmallows and nothing more. And so I finally decided today when I saw an ad, it triggered me and I was, I'm done with s'mores and don't want to pretend like I like them anymore. So my idea for a random stream, probably not this month because it's going to be one of the busiest months in Fightful history. I want us to just do a show called Trash or Not Trash. That would be fantastic. Now, here's the thing. We'll get like 10 people to show up to that, and nobody will want to talk about the things that we're wanting to talk about. (laughs) But I think that people would be interested, at least. Uh, Maddie B. Rasslin, thanks, Throwback27, our dude for for the follow. He says, been working on my own channel and stuff for the past few years. Holler if you need a guest. Love the content, SRS. Yeah, if you guys want to be on Throwback's channel, he's looking for some guests and uh, really enjoying his show on Tuesdays. JK Schwal 3 says, give me your best word-for-word guess on what Lorenzen screamed in the mound yesterday when getting pulled. Well, let me tell you, I stopped watching the game by the time he got pulled. I was livid at that point. But I would guess that he said, hashtag FTF. Am I going to get an FTF out of you on Wednesday, or am I going to get you to say it on the air? I don't know. It depends on how things are going. You just never know. Oh, we're winning We'll just that. have to wait and see. We're winning that for sure. Like, I, I, I was told, I was given a little bit of clues about the, the scoring method. Yeah, so I, I, know, uh, I know how it works there. I, I know how it's going to work, and I think that we're going to win. I think we're going to win. But I thought that WWE had a win with his opening segment. Samoa Joe moderating the contract signing between Rollins and Dominic. And Joe is taking shots at Rollins all the way through. He calls him CrossFit's favorite cult leader. And I got to say, Dominic doesn't look so huge when he's not standing next to Rey Mysterio. (laughs) He doesn't. But here's the thing, though, is that the number one thing that I think that they did good in in this segment, besides everything else that went down afterwards, uh, but at the start of the show, was the fact that they had Samoa Joe sort of, you know, moderate all of it. I thought that he added so much credibility credibility to this that it just made things, like, feel, like, that much bigger. Because I still can't take Dominic seriously. I just can't. And so because of that, I thought that Samoa Joe's uh, part in this played a huge huge role in how I felt about the match. Well, I don't know how you couldn't take him seriously after this. Okay, now let's... Here's the thing. Rollins complains about Dom's kendo stick, and Joe takes it, and Joe scolds Rollins for not giving Dom a choice but to face him. And Rollins says everything he does is never enough for anybody, and Dominic is like, no, it won't be. Now, the thing I noticed here, and it's, it's an old wrestling trick, I noticed on the close-ups that Dominic's collar was cut a little bit. That, Did you really? I didn't notice that at all. Oh, yeah. That means that the shirt's getting ripped off. So I knew something was going to happen. It's even in my notes. Check out my show notes, guys. Guys, FightfulSelect.com. But Rollins tells Dominic he can use the kendo stick or any weapon that he wants at SummerSlam. And Rollins is going to kill his career before it starts. Then we get a match with... Uh, Carrillo and Rollins and I thought every single person involved in this first half hour did good I thought Humberto did good Dominic Buddy Rollins Joe the match was what it was Humberto is much more tolerable in this role because he's a good good athlete Uh, the foot up on the moonsault was amazing Uh, super kick powerbomb curb stomp Uh, The commercial right in the middle of this match, though, really ate everything up. There wasn't a lot to really watch besides Dom cracking Murphy in the ankle with a kendo stick. Up until the finish of this match, what did you think of that opening segment and the match? Okay, so the match itself, I thought okay, this is fine. This is actually pretty exciting. I thought that there's been a lot of moments where they put Umberto Carrillo in certain matches where I think, okay, like he's looking really good. He's being highlighted. This is great. I think if they do this, he could end up, you know, getting over with the crowd, whatever, right? So with this, I actually thought that they had a fine opening match. And I thought up until this point, 
let's just say I didn't expect what was going to happen next whatsoever. So what happened next was they, they took out Humberto and then they beat the living shit out of Dominic. And I mean they beat the living shit out of him. Uh, he got he got whipped hard with those canes. And I mean, I had somebody tell me that he got a lot of rave reviews after this. After the, It's hard to argue that. That was insane. Throwback27 says, All I have to say is, wow, Dom can take a beating. Holy crap, those cane shots were insane. Also, Sean has a Red Sox jersey. Denise has blue hair. All is perfect in the world. I'll be doing an unveiling in a bit on uh, during the select plug of the Red Sox jersey that I have to wear. But this beating, Denise. Yeah, it was crazy. So here's the thing, is that at first when the beating first started, I thought, oh, wow, uh, you know, Dominic's doing really well here. He's selling really great. Oh, he's taking a beating really well. That was my initial thought. And then it got worse. when he When he tied up... Dominic on the ropes I thought oh this is gonna be crazy when he started getting him with the kendo stick I couldn't believe how many times he kept doing it every single time I thought that Seth Rollins was gonna stop and that we weren't gonna be seeing any more shots to Dominic he kept getting more and honestly after this if the goal here was to sort of you know keep pushing Dominic as a baby fist to get to get everybody on his side to feel sorry for him to want to root for him if that was the goal of this segment that I'm gonna say accomplish because after this I want to see Dominic get some sort of revenge over what just happened to him and mad respect for him how he looked afterwards all of those photos of his body just all red and bruised up dude that was awesome he took one of the best beatings that I've seen in a really really long time I it was great. I loved it. This was an ass whipping of epic proportions. Just insane ass whipping. Uh, Justin Lopez says, do I know Dom's actual contract status? No, but I'll try to find out. I'll do my best to find that one out. Uh, Evan Wright brings up a good point. Why do baby faces have no friends? Where was Joe? If I were WWE and Joe, I would make it clear via one comment next week saying, uh, WWE threatened his job if he got physically involved again, that he is there as an announcer, not as a competitor right now, and to not do that. You gotta make sense of that, Denise. Even on Raw Talk tonight, have somebody mention it. Why, why didn't Joe get over there? Oh, because he was threatened contractually otherwise. Well, well after the beatdown, he did mention that oh, you know, I was tied to the desk over here, which I kind of felt was sort of a weak response yes. to what just had to happen. I didn't think it was a very strong response because he was just there. We've seen Samoa Joe get upset before. So the fact that we were seeing probably the worst beatdown ever and he didn't get up to do anything uh, actually kind of looked a little bit weird. There was a big disconnection there, but he did address it, but it didn't. It wasn't anything where you actually took it like this is a legit reason. It wasn't a legit reason. Yeah, it really wasn't a legit reason. They need to do a little bit better than that, I think. Uh, Dre Horizon says, was this Dom's Tommy Dreamer Sandman moment? Yeah, it was a lot like that. Where I don't know how familiar you are with, with ECW history, but Tommy Dreamer was like the pretty boy trying to prove himself, and he ended up having to take a lot of cane shots, and it, it worked. It got him over. He became one with them, and... I think that Dominic earned the respect of a lot of people with that tonight. He did. He earned my respect. I came out here last week and I was like, I don't care about this whatsoever. And I said, I can't take him seriously. And I even said that right now at the top of the segment, I was still, oh, I can't take Dominic seriously. After this, my mind was changed. Like, yeah, I still don't see him as like this badass guy, but I have a whole lot newfound respect for him. Uh, they say that, uh, a lot of people say that uh, they did say that Joe was not cleared. That does not explain why he was willing to do it last week. Like, I get it. He's not cleared. That does not explain why, oh, well, he was willing to do it last week, but not this week. Uh, that that was my issue, not, oh, he's not cleared. We all know he's not cleared. We know that. That's That's why he's at the desk. But last week, he straight up threatened to the point of rolling up his sleeves and to get into the ring. He was going to do something. What changed over this past week? It wasn't, oh, he's, he's just cleared. He's not cleared. Whatever that may be. Christopher Bordine says, Mr. Raw tonight, 
as my wife and I were making final preparations for us to have our first child tomorrow. Sounds like I missed a good one. Congratulations. Hope everything goes well. I Uh, can't wait to see the baby pics. Send them over. Oh, man. Well, then we get retribution. And you know what? We'll talk about something better than retribution right now because my boy Throwback got a little retribution. He he likes to do these self-imposed bets, basically. Like, he, he makes them for people and against himself. And one of them was if we hit a certain subscriber goal and select, he would send me a Red Sox jersey to wear. And uh, let me tell you, I loathe the Red Sox. I hate the Red Sox. I will always hate the Red Sox. I will always love the fact that the Cincinnati Reds beat the Boston Red Sox in the 1975 World Series. And if I had to have a second favorite team, it'd be the Toronto Blue Jays, the AL East. But I got to admit, this is pretty cool. <laughs> oh, that looks awesome. This is pretty cool. Yeah, that looks pretty awesome. This is pretty cool. Good job on that. And I'm a man of my word, and I'll wear the terrible... It, Terrible team, not terrible quality. It is a oh, good. It's happening. It is a good quality jersey. Um, I, I now have a bib to wear when I eat barbecue, when I barf, when I do all that. I, I've got one. Um, if I you run a- barf on your own name, that's horrible. If if I need some toilet paper, throwback has me covered. Make sure you guys subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Anakin JMT says, Throwback only makes bets with you. I've tried making a bet with him where if he loses, he gets the Gronk action figure. But he won't take me up on it. Oh, the Red Sox. Oh, Matt J. Hendricks says, Truth almost got Shayna to break on Raw Talk. Was that tonight or one of the previous ones? Because I remember him doing that in, uh, in the past, too. But... Raw rolled on, and for this ragtag group of rebels, they did a highlight video for them, Denise. Yeah, yeah, they're so worried about retribution that they did a highlight video for them. You know what? It was just a good way to show that it's just the thing, the issue that I have with it is that it doesn't, it just comes across like if it were just my cousins or my high school friends that were going out there and they were all dressed in these black clothing and they were just messing around, you know, um, it doesn't feel like something legit, something serious where I should be afraid of what they're going to do next. So it's coming across a little bit differently than maybe they might have intended. And I think that maybe that's the reason why I, I don't, I'm, I, I'm not seeing it at all. Body language goes a long way, and these dorks celebrate like they're middle schoolers. Yeah! Oh, man, all right, man! Oh, this is so stupid. They threw it. Okay, Evan Wright says, the cinder block throwing absolutely killed me. What was the need for the second? I died laughing, Denise. They threw I, two... Go I ahead. saw that, but I thought people overreacted. It wasn't that funny everybody it thought it was hilarious i didn't think it was funny it was so bad that it was hilarious oh my god this was so stupid isn't that the same window that angelo dawkins got thrown through too it seems like they need to just make those out of the plexiglass that surrounds the ring this was dumb uh, i tweeted like when is retribution gonna st- stick a bunch of plastic forks in vince mcmahon's yard when are they gonna tp his house when are they gonna leave some dog shit on his porch What's next? They they the threw, yeah they threw over a car, but not really. But they're kicking the card. <laughs> Look, like, I've never destroyed anything before in my life, so what? maybe I can't even talk smack <gasps> and say, "Oh, this is how I would do it." But it just kind of feels like the brick thing. Think about it. Have you seen those places where you go and you smash things to relieve stress? Man, that was all hype, man. He was ready to go with throwing all of those bricks. So I can see that more as adrenaline. So that's why I didn't think it was that funny. I saw it more as like adrenaline's kicking in, man. I'm throwing those cylinders out out the window. Denise, you've never torn stuff up just to tear it up? No, never. Denise, I, I am giving you nonstop content for your channel. 
Like I did want to do those places that I just mentioned, but I never got the chance. Oh my gosh, there's just stuff you can tear up, though. Like, I destroy stuff all the time. I tried destroying that box. You Fair. saw that. It didn't go well. Here, here's a fun one. The video is no longer online, but a video one time of me and my friend destroying a vacuum cleaner went viral. Yeah. A vacuum cleaner? A vacuum Why would cleaner. you try and destroy a vacuum oh, cleaner? It, it was... They do good things for us. They clean. Well, this one wasn't very useful, but I'm just saying. Oh, man. Colt Badeau says, are we sure Retribution isn't the ninjas gone rogue? Uh, no, we're not, because the the ninjas are more of a, a, a realistic threat at this point. At least they know martial arts, presumably. Oh, Evan Wright says, so excited to see Eric Rowan return in a suit to be the leader of Retribution while he throws rolled up papers at their heads for messing up. That's a Brody Lee reference over in the Dark Order. <laughs> That's a thing. I had dorks saying, oh, if AEW did this, nobody would bitch about it. Uh, yeah, I was there when Dark Order debuted and everybody hated it. And the first couple months, everybody hated it. Everybody hated it. Hannah Moore says, Right before you said that, I tweeted that Retribution reminds me of me and the rest of my dumb friends. We went TPing in high school. So apparently it's a thing. What, TPing? Yeah. You've never been TPing either? I, no, I don't, we're civilized here. Oh, That's my favorite. That's what we are here. So okay, here's we're a funny, civilized. One of the, my favorite comments that I got a couple weeks ago was somebody said, Bro, she's young. She doesn't know the same movies you, you do. I'm like, listen, this isn't like a 20-year age gap here. Wait, was this in reference to me? Yes! Oh, that's... I don't know if that's a compliment or if that's well, rude. Well, I think, I think that this viewer thought you were like 20, 21 years old. There's not like a 15-year age gap between us. You're right, You're old no. enough to remember Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I got so much for that, man. And I watched the movie. And it wasn't the one with Megan Fox. I, I asked. Anakin JMT says, Sean destroys Mark Madden on Twitter every week. <laughs> that oh, I've, loser. I've seen those tweets. He's such a loser. Uh, Hannah Moore says, if we go on another TP shortage, you're good with the Red Sox jersey. That I am. Uh-oh, we, we've lost Denise briefly. Okay, we got her back. No, I'm back. I'm back. Drew, back. Yeah, Drew we Nic- lost. I didn't, hear, I didn't hear whatever you just laughed That's at, okay. though, so sorry. Drew Nicholas says, I said on Friday, how could anyone show up after Retribution last week? No one on Raw mentioned them for nearly a half an hour. They did nothing that others haven't done before. They look stupid. Do you agree, Denise? Yeah, I agree. I'm not buying it. If you're going to have somebody tear things up some, similar to what, like when the Nexus did it, it looked legit, right? Because they looked legit. And that's what's missing from this retribution. Well, guys, if your penis has had a bad day and it's looking for some retribution, if it's looking to tear some stuff up, BlueChew.com can help. Let me tell you, you'll be so hot. What? I didn't say anything. I was doing visuals. (laughs) Ignore me. Keep going. (laughs) Oh, my God. I lost my train of thought. Now I I was about to say something. I was about to say something about your penis being so hard that it chainsaws through ropes and flips over vehicles and, I don't know, paints the plexiglass, so to speak. But I'll just go ahead and tell you that Blue Chew has the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work, but they get into your system a lot faster because they're chewable. It's ready whenever you are. And if you're not ready, it gets you ready. Maybe, Maybe... A bunch of masked men are showing up at your house. I don't know what kind of things that you're into, but if it's something that you're planning, then you, you should be ready. I mean, I, first off here, I'm not here to kink shame, but you probably shouldn't be doing that in this landscape anyway. What landscape? You know what's going on in the world. And because of that, you don't want to go wait in line at the pharmacy or the doctor. And good for you, because Blue Chew works with affiliated physicians to get you the right active ingredient and get it to your doorstep discreetly. Because you know we're all about discretion. I don't think the mailman's going to show up with uh, a mask on, although they might have to, the, the way the postal system's going these days. It's a shame to see. But BlueChew.com gets you that rock-hard boner that you've always wanted. <laughs> Do you have anything to add to this, Denise? Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> He's not the only one who wants that rock hard boner. Us ladies, we appreciate it. Bring on the hammer, man. Okay. Wow! I'm, I'm humiliated. Wow. <laughs> Bring on the hammer, she said. Okay, I Shots. did not say that. Shots fired. That was that was like you taking a sledgehammer to the throne of Triple H, but the throne was mine. You're trying to outdo me. I just felt a lot of pressure. You're, I felt like Gosh. I had to bring something to the table, and I thrive you, under pressure. That was obnoxious. What a <laughs> filthy mouth, Denise. We are I'm so going to win on Quizzlemania Wednesday. I can't no, wait. No, no, I'm a civilized lady. I kink shame. I kink shame. Bluechew.com. Code Fightful. Gets you that first shipment free. Just pay $5 shipping. Got to pay the mailman. They're, they're, mailman's in debt these days. Hit them up at Bluetooth. Let them know you heard about them from us. Uh, you know what else you heard about from us? Shop.fightful.com. We got those Donglord shirts. Jimmy said he's going to pull it if, unless we sell 20. Dong Lord shirts. It says King Senpai Dong Lord on it. In a variety. Wait, so he's going to pull out if they don't sell 20? Whoa. Denise. Denise. I'm sorry. Whoa. I'm sorry. Whoa. Denise. I'm sorry. You already. Denise. Oh, yeah. Evan Wright says that we have today. a breakthrough. Hannah Moore says Denise is ready for Quizzlemania. Oh my god! <laughs> my face is like red right now. It's like more red than your sh- your jersey. Whew. I can't even breathe, and my heart's pounding. We have some more retribution uh, inspired. Hannah <laughs> Moore says, "No way!" Jose retweeted the retribution video and said, "Damn, the conga line is pissed." <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, Rafael Garcia says, "Denise, how many times have you watched the WAP video?" Have you blushed watching it? Have you watched the WAP video? No. Do you know what the acronym stands for? No. Do you know what video this is? No. (gasps) I'm sorry. The the Cardi B video? I don't watch Cardi B. Okay. Well, you here's the thing. You should do a reaction video. Wait, is that the one that people were protesting because they didn't want Kylie in it? Oh, okay, that makes sense. That but I haven't seen it. That isn't why they were protesting it. Oh, is it not because of her? Like, because she was in it? I'm sorry. It's not my, it's not my niche. The, it's not my niche. The WAP acronym stands for Wet Ass Pussy. And oh. that's, that's, that's. So not that Popeye's dry biscuit stuff. <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you, nobody's going to be dealing with a dried biscuit when they find out you're using Bluetooth.com. It'll be that WAP as soon as you tell them. But the whole song's about that. Oh, okay. Well, I'll check it out. <laughs> you should do you, The first time you listen to it, you should do a reaction video. I will. I will since I do reaction videos. <laughs> Evan Wright says, where are the authorities in all this? Cops? Cops aren't allowed there. Come on. Uh, boy, our dude, Throwback27, check out his show every Tuesday. There are a ton of fightful personalities that pop up on there. He says, that's awesome. Sean is a great sport. He has a Bosox jersey. I have a Bengals jersey. Hope I can get both on wearing them. If my show hits 1,000 subs, Sean can pick the next jersey. There was no retribution or salvation of this faction. This is Riggs versus Whipwreck at Spring Stampede 99. I think that I would have him order a WAP jersey at this point. If he gets to 1,000 subs. My God. TJ Ridgeway says, Denise barbershopped her innocence. LOL. And Eloquent says, LMAO, bless Denise's innocence. Colt Badeau says, no one wants a dry biscuit. That's a damn truth. That's a damn truth. And Anakin wraps up our round of super chats by saying, Denise, you're forgiven for your bad takes after that slaying. Isn't Thank that you. the truth? Isn't Thank that you. the truth? We've got more Raw to talk about. I know. I'm not going to let my mom watch this show, by the oh, way. Oh, boy. Zelina denies that she had anything to do with the poisoning. We'll get back to that later. 
Dawkins beats Andrade. I don't know if I would have had Dawkins beat Andrade. I would have had the numbers game play to his disadvantage because of all the crappy finishes between the last two weeks, this is one where the interference, the numbers game would have made sense. Then Bianca Belair saves him. And I thought that Angela looked a little bit rough here with that overhead suplex. And there were some spots that just did not look great. How would you feel about this one? I was going to say the exact same thing. So here's the thing is that we don't, we rarely get to see Dawkins on one-on-one matches. So I thought, oh, this is great. And he's in there with Andrade. This is going to be fantastic. But for some reason, they did not mesh well at all. I felt there was a big disconnection. I thought I noticed it more with Dawkins where I saw him go for some things and they just didn't look the way they were supposed to. So I thought it was very noticeable. So the match I thought was honestly kind of bad. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was good at all. Um, Zelina is up on the apron. Bianca rips her off. This goes into their match, and let me tell you, this was a real good match, I thought. Uh, I did count the camera cuts. There were 182 in six minutes. Did you really count them? I counted them, and there's no way that that was how many there were. There had to have been more. But I really liked this match. This was a really good six-minute match. Zelina's offense, like the head scissors into the ropes and the knees into the corner, that springboard DDT was really awesome. She did a crucifix triangle. There was so much out of Zelina that I had never seen before. And then Bianca, like she went off of a backpack into a deadlift suplex, hit a press slam, hit a power bomb, did an alley oop into the power bomb. That was this was a blast. I thought they had one of the better matches of the night. Honestly, yes. So here's the thing that I was talking about earlier when it comes to Bianca and Zelina. To be honest, both of them uh, are very gifted in certain areas, and one of them was stronger in one and, and the other one in another. But the thing is that when they're in the ring, they both have this energy and this charisma that you can't deny. So they feed off of each other. And so everything that they do, even in between the moves, is impressive, and that's what makes it more engaging for the viewer. So both of them are shining but like in different ways and that's one of the things is that like Bianca we're able to see how athletic she is but if it wasn't for Zelina that is you know uh, uh, working working against her in the way that she is it wouldn't have came across as impressive and at the same time like it's just their attitude their personality it just really really works I thought Bianca looked incredible in this match but I also I and here's the thing is that Bianca, to obviously, I think she is, in terms of athleticism, a little bit higher than Zelina. But Zelina didn't fall short whatsoever. And the thing is that it's because she's making up for it in everything else that she does. So I think that they both did a tremendous job. And I love seeing them work together. Like, I want to see more of them. And I also do want to see more in reaction for Zelina because I think sometimes people tend to forget that she can go out there and she can pull off a great match. Yeah. And she did that tonight. And the thing I liked was Bianca is obviously a superior athlete, and that is not taking anything away from Zelina because she's real good too. But Zelina is is outsized, outmatched in every every degree. But there was nothing that I saw out of her massive amount of offense that I was like, not believable. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. It all made sense within the context of the match, and I it didn't make me feel stupid for watching Bianca Belair sell to somebody who doesn't wrestle a lot. Also, it's got me saying, damn, I want to see Zelina wrestle some more. Uh, they're shorthanded on SmackDown real, real bad. So I would, honestly, I would really love to see the Usos and Naomi traded with Street Profits and Bianca. That way you could even, even the rosters up a little bit more, but... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're going to get a draft in a couple months anyway, so that doesn't matter. This was really good. I love this match. Throwback27 says, It's awesome to see Bianca on Raw and used in a story. Her beating Zelina on Twitch was great. What did you think about that? Oh, I saw that. I wasn't expecting that whatsoever. Somebody posted it, and I saw it on my timeline, and it said, oh, Bianca attacks Zelina on her Twitch stream. And I thought, oh, it's going to look super lame, right? But I watched it, and if you were somebody that maybe didn't know what was going on, it looked like a legit attack. Like someone came into her house, because obviously the production level wasn't all there. It was just if someone came into your house, that's what it would look like if you got beat up in the middle of your Twitch stream. So I thought they did a great job. And I like the fact that they incorporated that, uh, I mean, without necessarily being told to. I mean, I don't know if they were told to, but I'm just assuming that they weren't. So I like the fact that they had that aspect brought to the stream. So, yeah, that that was really great to me. And it shows you didn't need a bunch of zooms. You didn't need a bunch of camera cuts. And it still made headlines. And it and it helped. Uh, Bianca says that she and Montez have tried to keep their careers separate, but she knows Zelina poisoned him. Angelo indicates that Montez will be ready for SummerSlam. Throwback mentioned <laughs> Bianca wanted s'more of Zelina since we got a box full tonight. Rollins was great also. Chris Ferris says, <laughs> here's money just for SRS's smile when he realized Denise didn't know what WAP was. Hashtag blue hair don't care. Throwback27 says, when Denise said hammer during a Bluetooth segue, my jaw dropped like an old school cartoon character. You're going to slap those British idiots on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. David Rivera. I'm ashamed. David Rivera says, change retribution into distribution and have them dress as disgruntled Amazon workers. Oh, bless those Amazon workers, too. I respect you guys. Well, then we get uh, the VIP lounge. And I've got problems with the beginning of this. MVP complains about the lights last week and blames Apollo. Like, do he and Bianca not realize there are, like, fucking terrorists running around? Maybe not. Maybe they... I don't know. I can't think of any reason as to why they wouldn't connect the dots, to be honest. This is like, do you ever watch like murder mystery documentaries? Yeah. This is like when you know who who killed somebody 10 minutes in and you're like, hey, dumbasses, this is who did it. Yeah, 100%. It's kind of like, I get it. The first week that they did it, okay, they got by with all of that stuff. But now it's like, all right, we already know what's going on. Yeah. Now, I got to say, I loved Apollo Crews here until the last line where he's like, the only lights that will go out are yours. Otherwise, I thought he was awesome and natural here. Like him laughing at MVP about winning the title that MVP paid thousands of dollars for. That's the Apollo I want to see, Denise. The one that isn't like, oh, gee, gosh, golly, guys. I want him to be the one that's like, I'm... I'm a badass dude and I can whip your ass. And oh yeah, by the way, I can press you over my head. I can do like six flips in the air. I thought that was so awesome. Yeah, this is the second week in a row that we've been seeing that. And I like it because for a second, I even thought, what if last week was a fluke? What if we're not going to see that, like you said, natural charisma come out of him again? And it did. So I'm glad that we got to see that. Uh, I actually thought his laugh was hilarious, though. I I don't know if I've never really heard him laugh or I just never paid attention to his laugh. But for some reason, it really stood out tonight where I was I was just thinking someone needs to clip that out and just have his laugh on a loop. Yes. So that's where uh, my compliments end besides the the really, really good flip he did out of the corner on Shelton Benjamin and see. Shelton Benjamin, quite honestly, should have been the guy that cut promos like that 16 years ago because he could do anything. This match is, is, is good. Cruz works underneath, but nothing makes, makes me just sympathize with the babyface 
like losing from distraction. I I hate this finish. There were four distraction, no contest DQ finishes last week on SmackDown. There were like four tonight. I'm so sick of this lazy shit. Have him beat Shelton Benjamin. Because what's the point if as soon as he, he loses, he's going to kick MVP in the head and run off? Like, that's 50-50-ing. It's not just wins and losses. This is 50-50 booking. He came across as geeky after this. He yeah. just gets a kick then. He loses the match, gets a kick in, leaves, and that's it. That's not exactly the baby face that I can get behind of and root for him. I think that he needs to... He needs to get a little bit more of an edge. I think that's what's missing. Like, he's starting to nail the whole getting on the mic, cutting some promos, being likable, all of that stuff. But we need a little bit more. But other than that, I actually like the fact that he had a match with Shelton Benjamin because these are the matches that he needs, that he needs, that we want to see him in because he's been doing so good. And I didn't think the match was bad at all whatsoever. Yeah, the finish wasn't great, but I thought the match itself was fine. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he threw a couch at them. <laughs> and I thought that was really great, too. Oh, man. But, yeah, I agree. He needs to have matches with Shelton Benjamin. He just needs to beat Shelton Benjamin. The, him losing to Shelton Benjamin here did nothing. I'm not more excited for that match. Not at all. No. Oh, boy. Nothing. Mickey James is back, and I'm so glad she's back. But so are Lana and Natalia, who have not been around since the COVID testing. They're the new mean girls of WWE, and they call Natalia a boat the best of all time. Mickey has a nice line saying that boats sink, but I'm so sick of the, the mean girls promos and the you ride your family's coattails stuff. Like, come on. I don't need that anymore. I mean, it's the exact same thing that the Iconics are doing. So what is the difference between Lana and Natalia doing it and the Iconics doing it? There really isn't a difference there. Uh, so, yeah, I get, what you, I get what you're saying by that. Um, I do kind of like the combination, though, of Lana and Natalia with the hashtag Bo and, oh, you don't have a TikTok. But this is the exact same <laughs> thing that we saw with the Iconics and Ruby Riot just several weeks ago. So it's really nothing different. But there was some funny portions. I did like that they thought outside the box and matched up their clothing. But they did so, obviously, not in gear, but in terms of, uh, in terms of, of like actual fashionable regular everyday clothes they actually matched up together that that was a nice touch and i was i was i was so glad to see mickey james back and i'm glad that they promoted her ahead of time rate lana's tiktok i've never seen her tiktok really no i told you i'm not on tiktok that much anymore now somebody who did not send a super chat so i'm not going to shout him out says why is Lana employed? Like, for what purpose? I, I don't know. Maybe because she's perpetually over. Everything she does gets a crowd reaction. That That's why. She's very good on social media. Just because a bunch of people find her annoying or whatever does not mean, like, she's very useful. Like, she's going to be probably the weak link in this team with Natalia. She is always over. She makes that's money. That's the character they give her. Yeah, that's the character they give her, though. They want her to be annoying. She comes across as annoying. They want her to be that overbearing uh, bridezilla. She'll be that overbearing bridezilla. So she is what they tell her to be, and she's doing good. I love Lana. Yeah, I think she's fine. I've, I've not seen a match that she's been in in recent years where she's been out of her depth, too. She sticks to what she's good at, and she doesn't really step outside of that. And, and I think that's pretty smart. Uh, Zach Barber says, so is the object just to get as many women on the show regardless of how terrible the storylines are? Only story with real meat is Oscar versus Bailey. Uh, I disagree with that. I see them trying to bring back Mickey. That's good. The story sucked. Um, the Shayna thing was developing a story. But let's get into Peyton and Liv. Uh, or, uh, yeah. Yeah. So Liv, loses, Liv loses again. This is the sixth match in this feud already. Six matches. They call Liv Two-Face, says Ruby has split ends. There was a cool double knockdown spot, but a distraction finish backfires. Ruby Riot was trying to distract, but it backfires, and Liv loses. Fuck again, man. Really? 
Uh, quick match, nothing special. I kind of feel bad that there's really nothing there in terms of even for Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, they're doing the exact same thing. And I mean, yeah, this is a step up for Ruby Riot, but I just kind of feel like we had several months ago, we had all of this new hype around Liv Morgan. People were excited and now we're back to the same thing. Um, it's just not, I don't think it's working out in terms of what we're seeing. And I would like to see more, to be honest. I would like to see more of Liv, but I want to see her sort of separate. I, I, I want to see her separate from Ruby Riot. I want to see her do her own thing. And this match just wasn't it. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, I get the feeling we're not going to have a lot to talk about in the Viking Raiders, Cedric, and Ricochet versus the Ninjas segment. I mean, they squashed them. Cool. I didn't even write notes for for that down. That should yeah. tell you everything. And then our truth showed up as one of the ninjas and pinned Tazawa. Okay. It's sad that we're at this point, but it's like our truth needs to stop holding other people down in this division. He's dominating. <laughs> he's, he's like everybody talks about Charlotte. Our truth is getting too much of a push in this division. He's he's got to he's got to take a back seat. <laughs> so we got Raw Underground. Uh, Evan Wright said, Realize they used Michael Elgin's impact theme for Raw Underground highlight video. Rename Retribution to Execution and End My Suffering. Yeah, that's stock music, so th they'll do that a lot. Like, the old Hardcore Holly theme is stock music. The Hardy Boys theme is stock music. It used to be on commercials, like, all the time, and WWE would, would use that. But we got uh, the underground, and I, I really enjoyed it last week. I'd enjoy it a lot more if it didn't have all the camera cuts. Uh, this week we got Riddick Moss, and I'm going to have some news on him soon. He kind of revealed why he sat out for a while. His brother has cystic fibrosis. But I heard some more on that that uh, actually painted WWE in a pretty favorable light. But he defeated Cal Bloom. I know a lot of people probably don't know who Cal Bloom is, but uh, his dad was a member of the Beverly Brothers. Back in the day. Uh, but he thought he looked like Dolph Ziggler at first. I thought that was Ziggler in there with him. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, but there were some things, and I, I'm a stickler for technique, like Riddick Moss threw a punch with his back foot up. Ideally, you never want to do that. The power from your punches comes from your feet being planted. It goes from your feet, your hips, your ass to your body, and then you throw the punch. But they spilled outside into some debris, and Riddick Moss goes for the Eye of Bloom, finishes with a nice combo and some stomps. It seemed like in a couple of these matches they wanted to show you that anything goes. Because we had eye gouging and dick ripping on this stuff. Yeah, honestly, I just think that if they want to make this, I think the key to getting Raw Underground over is by getting legit guys that can actually do this style, work the style, and make it look credible. Because I hated it last week, and I hated it a little, a little less this week, but only because there were some moments where I was like, okay, I, you know what, I liked this. But it wasn't enough to where it made it believable to me. It still comes across as, uh, as not real, and I'm not a fan of that. And here's the thing. They got a guy in Arturo Ruiz who could do some of that stuff, but I think he had the worst showing of anybody. His strikes looked really bad. Uh, the, the kick looked so bad they had to do a camera cut to make it look presentable. It looked horrible. But look up and down this roster. Akam, Razar, Alistair Black, Bobby Lashley. Where, where's the hurt business? Didn't they take this over last week? Why aren't they there? What's going Even on? Even Drew McIntyre, if he's the champion, shouldn't he be there? If he's, if they're trying to put over that the most toughest guys are at Raw Underground, I mean that's the sense, right? So wouldn't you think that your champion would have some sort of moment there, kick somebody's I, butt? I don't I know. I think it'd be cool to have him stroll in, just like and watch it type of thing, and just be like, huh, yeah, like tease it a little bit, yeah, and be like, okay, the champs here, so this is important. But I mean. I just got through a few of the names there. Samoa Joe could do this type of stuff. Shelton Benjamin could do this type of stuff. Uh, by the way, Shayna Baszler, she did it. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But they've been looking for something from Arena Shafir and Jessamine Duke to do. Uh, guys, they were pro-MMA fighters, for the love of God. Like, they, they're there. Matt Riddle is, for the love of God, please switch switch him. Please switch him if, you, if you're going to do that. There's a girl named Sonia Deville. 
that would do pretty well on stuff like that. They have dozens of people that could fit here. So Daba Kato, the former Babatunde, he throws some suplexes that are not as good as as they were the first time. And then he, I think he rips a guy's dick off and punches him. I thought I, he crushed it. Crushed his nuts. The old cock lock. <sighs> this was, I thought last week's was way better. Way better. It seemed like they I, wanted to make this Mortal Kombat. I honestly think, and I know we're not there yet, but I just have mm-hmm. to say it. I think there was a big missed opportunity with how they handled Shayna in this. Sure. I think Let's... it would have been a lot more impressive had she gone head-to-head with a dude. Because we yes. all know that Shayna can take them. Yes. And I think that had they taken that opportunity right then and there, everybody would have been talking about it. And if you want to make raw underground something real different something that really gets people invested into tuning into raw or staying for that third hour or whatever it is they needed a big shocking moment and that would have been it right there what i would have had had happen was after daba kato is in there you can do the face off of them in a, in a future week because it didn't lead to anything have two people that we really don't know in there ready to fight then Shayna walks in and steps right in front of one of those people and that person's like, no, 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 you're not taking my opportunity. And then she beats the living shit out of him, a guy. And then the other guy comes over like, hey, I was supposed to have this fight. So then she beats the shit out of him too. Instead, what we got was her beating up three women. It was all right. You don't need all the camera cuts. Shayna can actually beat people up. She doesn't need special angles to make it look like she can't. She does not need that. Ah. <sighs> Reminder, guys, donate a Super Chat. Any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. Colt Badeau says, should Underground have a title belt down the road? I, I'm well, not... they haven't really said what the point of all of this is yes. for. So, I mean, at this point, if they were to say, oh, this is a tournament or you get a bout, at this point it would make some sort of sense because as of right now, it's it's just a big question mark. I would like it if they... they like repurposed another belt for it. Cause I got so many damn title belts. I don't need everything having a title belt. That's lazy. That's really, really lazy. Uh, underground I thought was not as good this week as last week, but I mean, I'm going to be a fan of the style cause I, I just like that stuff. That's just the kind of stuff that I'm into. So whatever. I was very into Oscar versus Bailey. This was awesome. Um, the, my only problem was when Bailey did a leg lock, she didn't have, any real hold on that was not a knee bar it was not a uh, toe hold it wasn't an ankle lock anything like that but she worked over that leg of oscar it was awesome seeing her counter the the spinning back fist was really cool oscar did a suplex into the corner on bailey and then did that jumping stomp just incredible stuff bailey does a flying elbow drop a sunset flip bomb that looked great in the corner and God, I love the finish. She's mocking Kyrie Sane. And WWE used to never mention people that left the company. But Asuka's like, fuck that, and taps her out. What a story. This was the match that I would expect for them to have. It was nothing more, nothing less than what I would expect from both of them. I love the finish. Like you just mentioned, the fact that she was mocking Kyrie, I thought was great. And the way she tapped her out was fantastic, and it was very much needed. So I call that a win. Yeah, I thought this was, was incredible. Uh, this, this leads to Asuka getting a match with Sasha Banks. I wonder... If Asuka shows up on Friday in the Tri-Brand Battle Royal and ends up winning that, too. You think? That would be then, pretty interesting. And then we get Sasha, Bailey, Asuka, which I think Sasha and Bailey should, the first time they have a match, should just be against against each other and not for that. But, um, yeah, Matt J. Hendrick says Asuka's 4-0 against Bailey in singles matches. A damn, damn, that's I pretty impressive. That. Yeah. Hannah Moore says, honestly, they shot this week's Underground at midnight after like a 16-hour day, so I didn't expect it to be great. That's a fair point. That is a, a fair point. Uh, Throwback27 says, over 22 years with epilepsy, three seizures, uh, the last one in 02, and all these camera cuts make me worried about having one. Can we just have simple cuts? They need to stop this camera work. 
I actually noticed the camera cuts a lot more during the Dominic beatdown at the top of the show. And what was the thing that was bothering me is that it makes me blink. Yeah. So every time I see the shots, I'm blinking. And I don't like that because that's a habit that you end up sort of taking with you. So that was when I, I didn't notice it too much throughout the rest of the show, but I did notice it during the Dominic beatdown. Yeah, it, it's unnecessary and it's so frustrating. Uh, but the main event, holy crap. Before we get into it, I want to tell you guys, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. That's the most direct way to support us. Alex Palowski reviews Raw and SmackDown over there. I review NXT and AEW over there. I do every Monday a backstage report podcast, 20 minutes of me talking about news that you will only find at Fightful. So if you love exclusive news, head over there, check it out. Every week I do a Q&A. Last week, Jimmy did one. So check that out. And every weekend, Steven Jensen has the Weekender podcast. Tomorrow, I will be dropping some news, some very interesting news about how WWE had talks with somebody uh, that did not end up signing with them. I have two big interviews dropping this week. FTR on Wednesday. And then Friday, I got Jeff Cobb of New Japan. He's really shining on that New Japan Strong show. So check that out. I had a Q&A with the Retromania uh, guys last week. We've just got stuff dropping nonstop. But damn, this main event segment. And it's saying something when Orton versus Owens is an afterthought. Uh, and sad, yeah. sadly it is. I mean, I got to say this. Owens did like 400 sentons in this match. Like 400 of them. And Orton, I love that no matter how big his opponent is, he flings them into the table like they're one of the Singh brothers. And Orton countered the stunner with an RKO and got a clean win. And I'm all for that because right now Orton is on the come up. Owens isn't really doing anything. I do think it's always impressive, though. No matter how many times I do him, see, see him do a senton, like, no matter what, I'm always like, ooh, that looked really cool. Yes. Even if I've seen it however many times. Uh, the match itself was fine. Uh, but, I mean, everything that happened afterwards I thought was a really, really good highlight. So let's go ahead and get into that. Before the match, Drew had tough-talked Orton and said that if Owens beat Orton, they'd have to talk about the future. But all due respect to Orton and... and uh, and Owens. Good match. Good match. I enjoyed it. This promo that closed the show was one of my favorite things in WWE all year. There are not a lot of things that make me feel the way this promo did, Denise. Uh, Orton said he wanted Flair to stay in the ring. I think we all kind of saw what was coming, right? Oh, we did. We did. And I think the fact that how they led up to that made up for the fact that we knew what was happening hence we knew it was predictable but it was executed so well that the predictability factor didn't matter it was unbelievable um so orton says that he does not like that rick flair ran his mouth and got him into this match and i i like that because that put over owens too orton was like yeah i just beat this guy clean but i shouldn't have had to be in that war and he says that he loved Ric Flair for all the help he gave him and times he bailed him out. But he doesn't respect or love Ric Flair anymore because he's a liability. And he says that Flair wanted him to be the son he wishes he had. Now, for those of you who aren't hip to it, one of Flair's sons looked like he was going to make an impact in pro wrestling and died of a drug overdose. The other one got started in wrestling way too early and was not good. This... When this promo part of the promo hit, Denise, I was like, ah, this is going to be tasteless. But I think they got it right back on track, and it was incredible. How did you feel about that line? Shots fired, man. Shots fired. I, You know what? I like the line mainly because I honestly didn't expect it. You know, there are certain things that you touch and certain things that you don't touch. But I think given the fact that they're sort of pulling out all the stops right now, I'm not surprised that that was thrown in there and it 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 hit many different layers because if you think about it i mean the society or most men you can say always want you know a a guy to follow in their footsteps their son to be the one but the fact that he had a daughter do it instead it kind of threw a shot at that as well so i thought all the different layers that it sort of implicated in that one sentence really really made it impactful like it wasn't just the fact about like you know his sons but it was also the fact that yeah you had a daughter but he wasn't like it's almost like he's discrediting charlotte for that 
Oh, man, this was unbelievable. Uh, he said that Orton is only good for crying anymore. He's not the Ric Flair that he knew. He says, the Ric Flair that I know wouldn't have been in a coma. He wouldn't have had a pacemaker in. And Flair, man, he delivered an unbelievable promo. He says, I'm taking this personal. I'm not the Ric Flair, the old Ric Flair, and I do love the spotlight. Why wouldn't I love the spotlight? I can't wrestle anymore. I'm 71 years old, and I'm on Raw. Just hearing Ric Flair say that, keep in mind, record low viewership on Raw. It makes Raw feel more important when a guy like Ric Flair says, I get to be on Raw. And there's not a lot of stuff like that that can happen, Denise. That was... And he says Hulk Hogan's calling him saying, what's it like to be on Raw? That that was that was big. That was a hell of a line. That was gold. And like you said, it made it feel important. Like, yeah, you're not performing in front of thousands and thousands of live audiences or whatever. But the point is that you're still on this franchise. You're still with this company and you're still having these big moments so late in your career. And the fact that he brought that out there, oh, that was great. But there, oh my God, there was so much in this where... I felt kind of emotional hearing him, like the way he was delivering it, because I don't know if he was about to cry or he was crying, but it it actually touched me. And I don't say that very often because sometimes, you know, you, you don't always get, it's not very easy to get human emotion like that. But I honestly think that Ric Flair nailed it to the point where everything that they spoke about, everything that he said, it just, it was believable because you know that there is a lot of truth to what he said. There was, and that's the thing. Like, we don't need stuff like some of the, oh, real life <laughs> stuff that goes on. This was real life because you know that it works both ways. Flair says that he wants to be there for Orton. He says that he just wants to be Charlotte's dad and be a part of Randy Orton's life so he can be there when he wins the 15th, 16th. 17th title so he can break his record says and he says not John Cena's record my record I want you to break that whoo boy damn Orton hugs him uh Drew Nicholas says when's the last time Flair cut a promo like this like this it's been a while he's cut some good ones though in in recent years but uh Leonza Duncan kind of prefaces us he says or she says the crowd I never heard silence quite that loud. I don't think I've heard silence quite that loud since Undertaker lost the streak. Because then we see it, Denise. The low blow, and I liked how they got around this. The lights had been yeah. flickering on and off because we assume retribution. But to get around the punt, they let they made the lights go out. I thought that was a clever way to do it without kicking a guy with a pacemaker, Denise. Oh, yeah, 100%. But here's the thing, too, is that when Randy Orton did the low blow, what I liked about it, what made it, what made Randy Orton a bigger heel when he did that was that he just didn't give him a low blow and let the guy drop. No, he held him. And if you think about it, it's like he's holding his prayer, holding like his, uh, I don't know, there was just like a big symbolism in the fact that he was holding on to his body and then let him fall. And I get why they did that, but I thought that it worked well and it actually helped Randy Orton's character a whole lot more. It made him, made him seem more cynical because you know when like people do really bad crimes and then they they get all personal with the person that they just murdered? That's, that's kind of how it felt. And so... I mean, good job all around. I, the fact when they when they did the lights thing, I knew why they did it. We all yes. knew why they did it. It wasn't a big secret, but it worked. And even afterwards, when the lights came back on, Ric Flair was like, he had that face like gone. Yeah, Eloquent said uh, the lights fading in and out for the punt was corny. I disagree. I thought it. I thought it got around things. They had to get creative with it, and I thought that was very very creative. Who Drew McIntyre runs off. Orton and Eloquent says Drew took his t sweet time saving Rick. Yeah, he did. And that was, that was that. But Rafael Garcia says, I'd love for this to lead to Charlotte versus Randy in some form. I think Charlotte's got to do something to come out there and, and go after him, maybe. But I wouldn't mind seeing her eat an RKO for the heat either. 
I would love to see any of that work. I mean, what was it again that Triple H said that there was some big plans for Charlotte? Maybe this is it. Maybe that's where they're heading towards. And I'm I'm thinking that's the next step, right? To me. Is it? Maybe. To me, if I were them, because here's the thing. Naya was not on TV for a month after she wrote off Charlotte. If I knew Charlotte was going to go and I knew that they were going to go to the Ric Flair punt, which we all knew, I would have filmed something with Orton and Charlotte before that that they could have ran whenever where he RKO's her and wrote her off TV. Like... That that would have been a pretty good story there. To, or Punzer, who who knows? Oh man, that was raw, and I thought it was a pretty good raw, all things considered. Shady highly T three hundred one says retribution is only getting worse. What do you think? Yeah, I completely agree. At this point, I think it's either got to be a swerve. I think it's got to be a swerve at this point if they want it to be any good, Denise. Maybe it's like you got punked. <laughs> this isn't real. Yeah, it's Ashton Kutcher hanging out under under a bunch of masks. Evan Wright says, William Regal's son is wrestling on Strong this week. I know. Joe Bailey is working. I'm really excited to see that. Matt Scales says, so Denise doesn't like s'mores, oranges, boxes, and now blinking. Hashtag DTF. Hashtag DTH. Who likes to blink? I mean, it refreshes your eyes. And Anakin JMT. eye drop. (laughs) Anakin, yeah. Anakin JMT says, Denise, Taylor Swift curses, so now you can. I cursed a little bit. You did. You did. We're going to ramp that up soon enough. Check us out, guys. Wednesday, Denise and I are on Quizzle Mania. But also check out the Listen Your Boy every week. We isolated a clip of Jimmy Van talking some very interesting points about The Rock buying the XFL. Jimmy is a very successful businessman, so he has a unique look at this that other people won't have. But uh, check us out all over the place. FightfulSelect.com, the most direct way to support us. Also, guys, subscribe to YouTube.com slash FightfulMMA. We've changed the handle from Fightful MMA Boxing to Fightful MMA. Shaquille Majuri has taken over that into things. He's already got several interviews up. He's already got fighters like Tito Ortiz and Gilbert Burns predicting who will win this weekend's Steve Amiocic, Daniel Cormier fight, the trilogy, the biggest trilogy in heavyweight MMA history. So make sure you guys check that out. Our comment section is always crazy. We have thousands of comments for pay-per-view nights. So join us there. But Denise, tell the people where they can find you. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I have a pretty big interview coming tomorrow. So keep an eye out. I'll be dropping it sometime between the morning and noon. So you're going to want to watch that one. And then uh, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Until next time, we're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.